This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Live from Expo 2020 Dubai. Hi guys, it's Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. We broadcast once again down at Expo 2020 and boy, what a day we had. Dropping into the show were the Filipino rock band Sponge Cola. They were so much fun, let me tell you. We also went for our Wednesday wandering with Nada around many pavilions, including Namibia here at Expo 2020. And then we caught up with the Serbian musician Slobodan Truklije from the Serbia Pavilion, who's actually performing live here at the event. Do enjoy the podcast and don't forget to join me live weekdays from 11 o'clock, only on Dubai I 103.8. This is Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Certainly is, and welcome back to the show, Lunch with Lloyd. We are live here at Expo, and it, it's what happened just a few moments ago. Uh, our next guest just walked in the studio, and we both, at the exact same time, said, I know you! <laughs> I know, it's like a panther. <laughs> I know it was, wasn't it? It's a great pleasure to welcome the band Sponge Cola back um, to uh, the UAE. We got uh, Yale, who's with us. Hey, that's me, hello. Yeah, that's that. it was you and me, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, before, yeah. Uh, 2018, I think? 2018, yeah. Yeah, but Man. how time flies, and you've not changed a bit. I oh, thank you. It's the plastic <laughs> fact surgery. He's, gone younger. he's gotten younger, <laughs> I think. And we've also got Sir Irwin joining us as well. Hello, how are you? Hello. Good day, good day. Good to have you on the show, Irwin. Uh, so uh, tell me, Sponge Cola, back in town um you got a big gig happening tonight yes tonight we're playing the jubilee stage and um we can't wait it's our first time to perform with an actual live audience because in the philippines we're not allowed to yet so okay. this is like our first time in about a two year years. and nine I months say two. Let's yeah let's round it up to two yeah it's easier to say that two in, years in front really? of real people so it's very real people. <laughs> yeah real people that not just the lens that breathing and everything exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you must be really excited uh, for that excited yeah. and terrified oh, <laughs> true <laughs> a little bit nervous but, uh, oh, you, you guys are a great band i know that um i know that punam is itching to know why the name yeah why sponge, sponge cola? cola it's so unusual well um we were in high school and there was like battle of the bands and uh, we were already in but we didn't have a name yet so we just kind i just threw in sponge there only to realize that there, there's already a, bu- a, a, a band named sponge right so we added cola just to differentiate <laughs> sponge came from a book this yeah. yeah sponge came from a book uh, mr sponge's sporting tour which is about fox hunting yeah oh right yeah <laughs> i can see the connection yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah. so yeah we just added cola to make because we sound a bit mundane a bit everyday you know yeah. it's one of those names where you know everyone is going to ask you why sponge cola yeah. so it's just it's, a, and, and it's good for publicity yeah, i guess exactly. isn't it? you know they just sound crazy yeah. so you guys uh, got together you said in high school yeah well yeah we were in fourth year high school so it's like our last year of high school and there's like when you're in fourth year high school, there's like a summer that you can look forward to right before college where okay, you don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So we just kind of started playing, writing, recording on our own back then as kids. Yeah. And it just kind of picked up from there. Like, you know how like in the movies, like like our, our songs leaked online? Okay. Back, at, I think, I'm not sure if you guys remember this, LimeWire and Kaza. Yes. Yes. Those yeah. were like the old, uh, it was like right after Napster. So yeah, your music leaks onto those songs. Yeah. We didn't know that if you put the songs in a hard drive, like it'll automatically be like shareable. We didn't know it was a thing. Like it shares your entire <laughs> hard drive. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But you know True. when you were at college, did you like you know, a lot of people when they're younger go, I wanna be a pop star, I wanna be in a band. Was this something that you just did for fun and when you were at college you thought, you know, I'm gonna be an engineer or I'm gonna be this or because it feels like it was very unplanned. Uh we just love to play music and we just love to write music and then we just uh 
took college seriously at the same time. So we're yeah. attending classes mm-hmm. during the day and then playing music at night and then studying in backstage. So yeah. it's just kind of like a juggling act, but four years in. and then So not much sleep then? Not much. <laughs> you don't need sleep when you're yeah. young. When you're young. <laughs> but yeah. I guess it's also part of it is also because we're pretty okay students, I think. It sounds like I'm blowing my own horn when I say that, but <laughs> we were pretty okay. Like we didn't really have to like, mm. like mm. it was easy. It's, it's funny, cool. isn't it? A lot of really smart, um, you know, pupils at schools. I'm thinking of Brian May here. He's like a, a professor, doctor, yeah, doctor Brian, <laughs> Brian May, and then he goes, you know, oh, I yeah. want to be in a rock band. I want to play guitar. Yeah, because um, you know, there's also like you know, just being an artist. It's like it's 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 a calling. It's yeah, not just it is, like it? signing yeah. up for like a job. It's really like. It's really what you need to do. It's, it's what it's who you are. Yeah. Well, for at least for me. But and I'll, yeah, I think and we were too. also raised in a country where we should, you know, take uh, education seriously mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah. plan for our future. You've also that. raised in a country that produces some of the best musicians in the world. I oh, always say that. You know, <laughs> thank you. I always say if I arrive in a city, where's the Filipino band playing? And, and that's where I'll probably <laughs> head to. What What is it about the Philippines and music that you know? It, it's it's just in your DNA. Yeah, it, it might be from. Uh, maybe empathy. It's just the ability to just feel things. We're not we're not robotic in any way. So it's like when we do something, we're all in. Mm. It's like we love, and when we love, it's it's like we love on bare feet. Yeah. So I think musically that translates as like we're all in when we play our music, and there's a lot of gusto, a lot mm. of energy in there. And we love to sing, and we love to sing together. Like yeah. everybody's like brought in on it like in a family setting everybody's like singing together yeah. it's a yeah. somebody will have an acoustic guitar yeah, and, and everybody comes playing. around yeah. yeah how have you managed to keep the band together because that's that's an art in itself isn't oh, yeah, it? it's true. For, for all these years uh, yeah. how, how's it work for you you know do you have like a democratic voting thing in the band or how, how does it work well i think we're democratic Except when, except when, when someone needs to be a tyrant, <laughs> but it's very rare that I mean, there's like a, a moment leader. like that. Yeah, yeah. You're the band leader. I guess By I'm the band. Yeah. I, I think I'm. Yeah, you I get, are. You are. I'm the leader. Oh, thanks. Okay. Do you get into, yeah. you get into the, a <laughs> lot of disagreements and arguments because you spend so much time together? You know. It. It. Yeah. It's part Can't of it. Happen, it's part yeah. of it. But the lesson there is dealing with it because yeah. you you can't really avoid it. It's really inevitable. But you know, we learn to work with each other with respect. Yeah. yeah. Space. And I think they trust me also with the idea that I never decide for myself. I decide mm. for the band. Like it's yeah. always mm. the band first. For the good. Though, for the good of the band. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the San Antonio Spurs. Cause that's my, my favorite team in the NBA. And they kind of follow like the same principle of having like a coach and a player who also thinks of everyone else before himself. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a principle that I got from being a fan of the Spurs, yeah. from being friends with my bandmates from also from school i guess yeah, yeah. we can As say a, yeah. it's a respect teamwork and trust yeah and also a lot of luck because you know <laughs> a lot of yeah a lot of luck i mean yeah. part of it is like you know because you could have all the right ingredients now we've got a little clip which i'm going to play very very shortly but how would you describe the music of sponge cola Ooh. if people haven't come across you before i want to say you want to take it normally yeah. i say yeah. guitar driven Drama, <laughs> guitar-driven, dramatic and uh, dramatic stuff, and b- everything in between from like drama and exuberance. We have songs about about heartache. We have songs about sports. We have songs about black coffee triumph. with no cream and no sugar. <laughs> so, so it's very random, from like trivial that. to triumph against adversity. Well, there you go. <laughs> I've got a little clip of something called Labis Labis. Tell me a little bit about that. 
Labis Labis is uh... Labis Labis is a song written by our bassist who's not here right now. Maybe he's here, but he's like, yeah. Real, yeah. Um, what does it mean? He's sleeping. It, Labis Labis literally means too much, too much, too much. or a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. In, in Filipino, we tend to repeat words for emphasis. Yeah. It's like an excess of oh, an excess, so much yeah. love, so yeah. much love, and it's like a, a love song from the uh, from the uh, from the persona of like a dog owner, a pet owner. All right, oh. let's so, let's have a little clip. Right in the pocket, right in the groove. Who's doing the whistling on there? That's me, yeah. That, we, you do that live for us? That's amazing. <laughs> there are variations to whistling. You can also make it sound a bit like birdier. Like, <laughs> you just mix. It's, rrr, a, it's a science, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And mix then if you're rrr. calling your dog, because obviously this is about pet, how would you whistle? I, I, I normally just call her Finny Fin Fin, which is her name. Her name is, our dog, our, my dog's name is Finny Fin Fin. Finny Fin Fin. Do you have any children? <laughs> no, not yet. I can't imagine what you're going to call your children. You've got Sponge Colo, <laughs> Finny Fin Fin. Elisa messaging in. Um, can you ask the guys, what are your favorite karaoke songs to perform, <gasps> being Filipino? Uh, oh, wait, wait <laughs> Fili- Filipino karaoke songs? Or, or any karaoke songs, oh. I guess. Well, I like, Trying to sing because it's here's the thing if you're a singer, you have to sing things that are impossible when you're doing like a karaoke, thing. yeah, yeah. Because it's like if you sing something that's like right up your alley, they're like, okay, so yeah, he's, you're, he's, you're so good, he's thanks. the guy at the band, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sing something I can't sing, like Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, Bonnie Tyler, because that's super mm-hmm. high, yeah, and it's like a chore, and it's gonna be funny if I mess it up. So you know, it's just <laughs> everyone gets a laugh, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for I've me. I've got one over here, as karaoke. Uh, I want to say Hearts Alone. That's a good one. We like dramatic and loud. Yeah. And there's a band in the Philippines called Aegis. All their songs are instant karaoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you know what I like about them? There's no ego here. I just feel like I'm chatting with a bunch of lads who are in like a <laughs> school band. It's so nice. Oh. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know what? I actually enjoy hanging out with my bandmates. Like, it's never oh. a chore. It's really like, Aw, here's, yeah. here's the warmth I need. Oh, I, appreciate I, it. I believe you did a cover as well of Madonna's Crazy For You. Yeah, at one point we did That's that. That's interesting. Why, why did you choose a Madonna tune? Well, <laughs> backstory. Um, uh, we were in high school. This was early early in like the bands. Like This was like right after high school. That, that space between high school and college. So what happened was we only had four songs. And people started getting us for shows. Because their songs <laughs> leak, right? And then they're like, Short uh, joke. Yeah, like, we, we, what are you going to play? We need 30 minutes from you. And then we only have four songs. And then, I don't know, that's your problem. <laughs> so it's make like, it okay, work. so make it work. So what we did was, maybe we should play a song that's nice, but people don't really know about it as much. Like, like it's not, ironic, yeah, it's but... not really borderline. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like, a, like, 
It's not it's not like a mega Madonna song, you know what I mean? It's so, a good yeah. song though. But it's a good song though. Oh, yeah. It's like right, a kind so. of an underdog on some level. So yeah. we so just you, played you, it with the wrong chords, actually. I mean wrong we chords. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's like um makeshift chords of A E F sharp minor. That's D. one of the songs that ended up in Lameware. Yeah, also. <laughs> people people and it made its way to Madonna. Right. She heard it. It was wow. cool. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai I 103.8. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the show. We are live from Expo 2020. It's a beautiful day out there. Lots of uh, school trips coming down and uh, parties enjoying what uh, Expo 2020 is all about. We are joined by a band who are going to be on stage tonight. They've come all the way from the Philippines to uh, perform for us here at Expo. Sponge Cola are uh, with us in our studios. I want to talk a little bit about the Philippines because it's my second home. I adore your country. Uh, I want to find out where you're from, first of all. Well, uh, I'm from Manila. Yeah, Manila. We're all from Manila. You're all from Manila, which of course is the capital city. So, if I was going to plan a holiday uh, to go to the Philippines and get the most out of it, where should I go? Where would you say would be the best places to visit? I want to say straight to El Nido. <laughs> go straight to the beach if you want a beach. Yeah, the beaches. Beach? Yeah. Do you want like an outdoor experience? Yeah, and it depends if you want a party beach or if you want like a quiet, a quiet like beach. A quiet beach would be El quiet. Nido. There's yeah. also a party area. Okay, but it's like there there are parts. It's like you're in Jurassic Park. But oh. like, but like beachy. <laughs> Any dinosaurs wandering around there? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Barakai is my favorite. Island. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah, that's, yeah. The par- that's a party island right they, there. They rehabilitated it now, so it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. clean. Yeah, it it is. clean again. It, yeah. it is beautiful. We had a couple of questions uh, coming in as well uh, from uh, listeners. Um, have you been able to financially sustain your careers? I'm sure it's probably mm. been pretty tough mm. uh, the last couple of years let me put that one too it has you. been challenging but we've been lucky enough yeah. lucky enough to yeah fortunate enough to because we still do shows we still do shows like online for like companies and so and for brands and really and that does because, that really work yeah we, we would play like zoom meetings sometimes yeah. i would arrive as a guest in like i did this one thing where I arrived as like a search, like one of those date shows. But I'm not dating anyone. I'm just like a surprise guest. Right. I'm just like part of the Zoom meeting. And it's like, I'm suddenly here. And then they're like, oh, you're here. What are you doing here? I'm a guest. So then we chit-chat for a while. So it was a thing. So we did a lot of online stuff. But also, I think, it sounds funny when I say this, but I, I, um, I guess we don't really buy a lot of expensive stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're pretty, we we live fairly like simple lives. We save a lot of money. I think. I think that's. that's I think one they're thing. really sensible. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, we don't. We don't. I, mm. I don't buy like expensive watches, stuff like that. You know, those are the pitfalls of making money. Yeah. So, so when you're on stage, you're not all dressed up in glamour, just in jeans and a t-shirt. Just right. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I I cut my own shirts, so it's usually like a sleeveless shirt that I cut with my own so scissors. So talented. So it's like I'm a designer. <laughs> you but are a designer, <laughs> pop star. Another <laughs> message yeah. coming so. in. Um, how do you plan to stand out on the global stage um, d- down the line? I mean, I, th- I think you guys do stand out already. But, yeah, I mean, you know, h- how do you kind of stand out from the crowd? Because um, there's a lot of bands in the Philippines. Well, um, the sincerity of the music. It's Everyone has something to offer. It's really like, it's kind of like asking, like, what type of guy you want to date. Like asking a girl. It's, it's kind of, I guess... Everyone has something to offer. Yeah. What we do have is honesty, honesty. originality. <laughs> yeah, originality and honesty. I think they have personality. Hmm. Yeah. Personality. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing. And also, just by virtue of being like a set of four, it's never going to be the same as any other set of four. So it's just hmm. like we we there's something we do that only that we could that we do. Yeah, and we we really just have fun on stage, just the four yeah. of us, and we want to bring everybody into that. Energy. Yeah. So I think it's that. Let, let's give a mention to the other guys. Um, 
Who else is in the band apart oh, from you guys? Gosh is our bassist and Ted is our drummer. So yeah, how did you yeah. decide between the four of you which two was going to turn up today? Chatterbox, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah. Owen. We do yeah, lots. Yeah, yeah we're, it's, it's, we're, the, we're the talkies. We're the, we're the talkers. Yeah. Our drummer's also a talker, but we only have like, well, we could only bring two. So he was like the third choice, probably. <laughs> and our bassist Hope, is really quiet. But hopefully next time we can all, yeah. 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 We can all come together. So as, as well as the gig, um, are you going to be getting up to any other things while you're in Dubai? Have you got anything on the wish list that you'd like to maybe go and visit? Ooh. You know, or, or, or is wanna... it fly in, fly out? No, we're, no we have we're, time. Yeah, we have time. Right? Yeah, we're going to hang out. Um, we're going we're gonna to eat. We're going to eat a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. Are you into adventure? Here. Adventure. Do you should do a skydive. <laughs> <laughs> it has been brought it, up. Yeah, <laughs> people have been saying that. but I, I, It has I, been floated. We'll see. It, it's, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe him. He's the most likely <laughs> a, a band member <laughs> to do something about like that. We about this, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe. we were just discussing this on the way. Like, okay. Like, who should do it? Should we do it? But maybe not me because I'm... Because of your hair, it might just blow away. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just freaky. I mean, for me, it's like I've seen videos you, where the, the parachutes. No, no, but you like, do it tandem, so I've done it, and you, someone's next to you, and they do it all. You just relax. You just fall. I'm not sure if I can relax falling <laughs> like with n- negative with you. nine point eight meters. I wouldn't be doing it. I'll recommend try and get down to Old Dubai, the creek where the real history of Dubai, ah. you will see that. You know, we've got the fantastic oh, buildings nice. here and all the, the glam, but the old part of Dubai is... Well, You'll well get loads of cheap clothes for your stage yeah. performances as well. <laughs> for cutting, for yes. cutting shirts. Nice. So tell me, what time is your gig tonight? When can we see you on stage? Um, we're playing around 9 p.m., I think. Yeah. I think. I'm never sure with the logistics <laughs> because I'm the singer. But yes, yeah, I think 9, 9 p.m. Yeah, 9, 9, 9 p.m., yeah. 9 p.m. And uh, maybe you get a quick message in Tagalog to all of your fans. To come and see you. Alright, sa mga Pilipino jan, uh, tutugtug kami ng 9 p.m. kita kits. Exacto yon pagkatapos ako mayan direction na kayo don, habang busog kayo kami bala sa sa tambay. Yeah, kita kita, maboy kayo. Yes. Yeah, can we have a round of applause? For oh, that, thank you. Thank you so that. excited in the producer booth. Yeah, Aww. we love sponge cola. Uh, don't leave it too long till you come back. Okay, it was 2018 last time, so I want to see you in six months. That would be great. That would be perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Great Mega band. Cool. Great band. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on thank the show. You, thank Sponge you. Sponge Color. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Was that a lot of fun with you know Sponge Color? That huh? was one of my favorite interviews. They were so lovely. And you know, after the interview, you know how you think of bands and rock stars? Yeah. They went, I did a six-kilometer run this morning. I'm going to read a book. I'm like, you guys aren't pop stars. Yeah, eating very healthy. and I, Yeah, so definitely. Lovely. But I'll tell you, wait till you hear them tonight on stage. They definitely are rock stars. No two ways about it. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai I 103.8. Good afternoon once again and welcome uh, along to the show. We are live here at Expo 2020 in our purpose-built studios. I say we as joining me in the studio right now is Nada, the tour guide, of course, from Wanda with Nada. How are you? I'm doing great. We've missed you for a couple of weeks because you've been so busy, right? <laughs> yes, and I've missed you guys too. <laughs> and it's so great to be here in person. It certainly is, and uh, great to have you. Now, uh, I know you've covered a lot of pavilions. You take some fantastic photographs. And um, a little later on, you're going to be going to a couple
country that is on my bucket list to go along and see. I used to sail past it when I was uh, working in the Caribbean, but at that time it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an open country. You couldn't go and visit it, but now it is. Uh, so there's a clue. We'll get back to uh, where it is very shortly. But I think we're starting in Namibia. We are. So Namibia is home to the world's oldest desert, uh, Namib, uh, which has actually been around for at least 55 million years. <laughs> that is old, isn't it? It yeah. is old. Wow. And it's a very remote environment, so it's just really you and Earth. Um, and it's one of the hottest dry places on Earth, uh, and apparently where the highest gem quality diamonds in the world have been found. Okay. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, it is said that the stones were so plentiful that men could crawl on their knees and pluck the glittering diamonds out <laughs> of the sand by moonlight. I bet there's not many left now, though. Oh, exactly. I think they've been probably all plucked yeah. out. Yeah. Um, now, big animals like elephants, lions, and giraffes are rare in the desert. Uh, they typically need huge quantities of both food and water. But here, they're actually plenty, and they've also adapted to desert life. Can you imagine like a giraffe wow. in a desert environment? I can't. Um, it is a rarer thing to see, for sure. Um, it's also home uh, to the world's largest population of free-roaming cheetahs. Uh, more than 2,500 of them. Uh, also, 2,000 free-roaming black rhinos, who worldwide are actually on the verge of extinction, extinction yeah. uh, simply because they're being poached heavily for their horns. Okay. Um, it's the first country in the world to make environmental protection part of its constitution. Interesting. So a, a lot of wildlife out there in Namibia. Um, the actual uh, kind of uh, pavilion itself, well, how have they presented um, all of this? So there's a lot of uh, different topics, different facts. A lot of it has to do with wildlife because it is a big part of their tourism, but also economy. Um, but, you know, you walk around and they've got really, really cool things. Even, for example, samples of the desert sand that they okay, have there, yeah. uh, which is very different looking, for example, compared to what you have here in the UAE. Uh, so they kind of walk you through all of that. They're also very focused on both mobility and sustainability. Yeah. So they have e-bikes, which is actually a bicycle that's equipped with an electric motor. Um, so it's supposed to assist you when you're pedaling. It doesn't do the work for you. It's just supposed to assist you, you still if you need pedal. help. You still have to pedal. A little bit. But the motor actually gets its power from a battery that's mounted on the bike, and that battery is rechargeable for free by the sun. Wow. So I thought that was really yeah, cool. Um, you cool. get plenty of extra support to move around without the exhaustion. Mm -hmm. Any food there? Um, did you sample no anything? Food, no food, unfortunately. No. Okay. No food. But uh, well worth a visit by the sounds of it, especially if you're into your, uh, your wildlife. Absolutely, yes. And I mean, for me, the, the whole um, just going on a safari experience and mm. seeing the big five yeah. that is just one of the must-do bucket list items in life yeah right okay so that's our first country then namibia uh now where are you taking me next i'm taking you to cuba cuba this is the place that is on my bucket list to go along at one of these days and see as i said we used to sail past it when i worked in the caribbean on, on cruise ships we used to sail past it and it was kind of a an eerie feeling at the time but now of course it's all open we can go there we can take a vacation there and i I'm intrigued to see what they are showcasing at the, at the pavilion. So you're right. The biggest island in the Caribbean. Uh, you learn there about the Cuban way of life, uh, which is filled with song, music, and dance, which yeah. I know is your department. Yeah. So I you know, was reading about rumba, danzon, and mambo. Now, mambo in particular was popular in the 1930s and got international fame with a hit by a gentleman called Damaso Prado, uh, which was the person behind or who the instrumental mambo 
number five. Oh, right. Which, again, was redone by Lou Bega, exactly. wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Apparently, Lou Bega actually redid the song, but added also the lyrics to it. But the actual original version was from Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, of course, in Cuba are known for their Cuban cigars, right? And Cubans were the first people to farm and smoke tobacco. Now, each cigar requires more than a hundred production steps, right? So Just to make one cigar. Just to make one cigar. So it makes the production very labor and time, you know, intensive. Yeah. So workers at cigar factories actually came up with a way to keep their minds active and engaged during those long hours of monotonous labor. How did they do that? Yeah. They began paying a reader, a guy they called the lector, and he would read aloud as they just went about making their very delicate and precise work. So the guy would read from like Cuban and American newspapers or even classic literature like Don Quixote um, and uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. So it was really, so really... So he'd be entertaining them while they were doing their work. While they were doing their work, the exactly, yeah. yeah. Now, Cuba's also very well known for its sugar, and so they introduce you to when sugar first arrived in Cuba five centuries ago. Uh, sugar cane itself is actually a major supply of pure raw materials, so it allows them to manufacture candies, honeys, syrups, food, and paper. Every part of this plant is actually used um, as a source even of bioelectricity, biofuel, and even feed for livestock. Even medicine is actually created mm. from sugar cane derivatives. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was all very, very interesting. And then finally, they have a gorgeous backdrop photo of one of the most sort of iconic and, and colorful streets of Havana, where you get to pretend drive in yeah. an older classic car. Yeah. Um, oh, aren't those cars just amazing? And they are like a restored Chevy Bel Air, one of those. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. So, so you got some great pictures of, I that, of that. Did yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, is that one of your favorite pavilions? I, I think for me, it probably Probably would, but from the way you've described it, I need to visit that one. I, I absolutely would, and you know, I was there in 2019. I had told you before, and I actually just, you know, was walking down memory lane. It was really, really cool. Yeah, so it really brings that vibrance, the music. Uh, to to life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Cuba is definitely a place we need to pop along and see. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show, and thanks for your messages that are pouring in. Right now, we uh, once again uh, welcome Nada to uh, the show. Wonder with Nada, tour guide here in the UAE, and uh, spent a lot of time uh, scouring uh, Expo 2020. Today, we've been to Namibia, and Cuba so far. So what's next on our menu? We're going to Comoros. Comoros, yeah. the Comoros Islands. Which I shamefully knew nothing about Me until neither. I actually visited. Can you see visited. the blank look on my face? <laughs> yes. Comoros. Yeah, no, I'm definitely getting a good lesson in geography just by yeah. visiting the expo. Yeah. Um, so it is an island country uh, in the Indian Ocean, and it consists of three major islands and a fourth, which I believe is contested with France. Okay. So the islands actually emerged from the floor of the Indian Ocean as a result of volcanic activity. And they have actually been called the perfumed islands because of their very fragrant uh, plant life. So one thing that caught my attention there is that they actually described this yellow flower that they have called ylang ylang. I'm probably mispronouncing this, but it actually means flowers of flowers in Tagalog which is the language of the Philippines. Now, the oils of this flower are actually extracted to create the base scent for many international perfumers across the world, 
most famously in Chanel Number no. 5. Oh. And this flower is one of Comoros' top exports. Big name. Yep, big name. So exactly. they're very lucky to have that they flower. Are, they are, absolutely. And so is Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that was one of the very random, very interesting um, facts that I learned about the place. But then I also wandered off to another place called Semim. Have you heard of it? Samim, no, Samim. I haven't. So it's an open-air pavilion uh, in the Sustainability District, and it's filled with palm trees and other uh, native UAE greenery. So this space is actually all about the UAE's history and their traditions. So it's not in the UAE pavilion. It's just a separate space dedicated to mm-hmm. the history, okay. kind of like a new Dubai museum yeah. in a way. Yeah. So one thing that I loved uh, seeing was a potter in action, and making pots of various sizes and shapes to preserve and transport both water and food. But the pots actually act as really like non-electric refrigerators. The guy just put the water in, and I swear it, just touching it, it was ice cold. Really? Absolutely. I just I wonder I, how they do that. I know. It was really interesting to see. Um, then you learn about the Al-Falaj irrigation system. Uh, and that would transport water from underground uh, wells to tunnels, and that way watering plants and trees. Then you also learn about something very uh, traditional in terms of dress. So you know the tie uh, rope that many of the men here mm, in the UAE wear? And the front of the kandor. Exactly. Yeah, so that's yeah. called the tarbush. And that's like a tie-like tassel in uh, the, the Emirati kandora. And apparently when the Bedouins actually traveled across the desert, women would actually create this tassel and dip them in perfume. And so this allowed the Uh men of the family to always enjoy a fragrance that reminded them of home. I did not know that. I'm learning a lot from you, Nana, today. (laughs) So now uh, when I walk out of of our studios and I see one of our local um, men with that tassel down the front, that's where you can kind of smell uh, Absolutely. So they'll they'll just kind of be toying with it and smelling the fragrance that they probably have on. So it's, uh, it's a nice way to yeah. bring home with you. Stuff that you can learn about the UAE. What was the name of this uh, place again? So, Samim. Samim. Samim, which means the core of something in its purest form. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nice one. Now, I, I've been looking through your photographs. You've been showing me some of the shots that you've taken in Cuba, and uh, you took a beauty in, in Saudi Arabia uh, of something that we can absolutely devour. That ice cream looked divine. <laughs> it was. It really was. So, indeed, this was a crafted ice cream that I uh, came across from a place called Sard in Saudi Arabia. So, it's right outside, mm-hmm. and it was a mamul taifi rose. So three things, many, many things involved in them, many different flavors. So it's actually rose ice cream that's served with almonds and halgum, which is like the classic rose um, Turkish delights, and served between two date ma'mul stuffed cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have brought one over. For I it. should have. It, it was ice cream. It would have melted. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's the excuse I'm using, at least. Well, I've really, I've never tasted anything like it. Um, the combination of ingredients just worked magically. I mean, I think Baskin Robbins should be in on this ASAP. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the rose water actually comes from the city of roses in Saudi Arabia called Taif. So. 
38 dirhams in total, plenty for two people. Right. Um, so I highly recommend going and checking that out. And very Instagrammable as well. A very. Yeah. I, I mean, aside from the ice cream, uh, I'm hearing good things about the uh, the Saudi Pavilion as well. Yes, yes. You definitely should go check it out. It's a really cool experience, very digital. Um, and I had shared some yeah. information about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Highly recommended. And of course, lo- long lines. So just kind of uh, head there early so that you can get the most of the experience. And of course, we have a very festive season coming up, right? Uh, Indeed, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So they've already started setting up. I don't know if you noticed it on your way over this morning, uh, the Christmas tree. Really? Yeah. Where is it? Uh, No, uh, over Denmark? It's over, no, no, it's actually just at the Al Wasl, uh, you know, dome. Oh, the pavilion. Exactly. So the dome itself has a Christmas tree now. Uh, I didn't see it yesterday. So today they've completed it and put it up. So it's a really nice festive, you know, vibe. Uh, They've also put ornaments, giant ornaments all over uh, (laughs) the expo. Um, So you actually also have now the option of getting a festive pass. So... It is a multi-day pass for adults that is priced at 95 dirhams. Yeah. And that gives you full daily access up until December 31st. Mm-hmm. And you can also upgrade to a season pass for an additional 150. So at this point, you basically save yourself 250 dirhams in total if you opt for this now. That sounds like uh, sounds like a plan, that doesn't it? And mm-hmm. to uh, enjoy the festive season here. Um, once again, for people that haven't come across you, Nada, before, wonder with Nada, um, you can go out and really learn a lot about uh, not just Expo but about Dubai. Tell me about it wanderwithnother.com is the website and yes i provide cultural experiences for those who are very curious to learn about dubai abu dhabi and sharjah's history and future yeah and uh, you, you had me laughing i always think about this when I, I i come on the metro and i pass the bank which you say a lot of tourists ask you why is it ad adcb <laughs> yes. adcb A-D-C-B. they're like guys it's abcd i'm like we know <laughs> i swear we know our alphabet yeah yeah adcb <laughs> anyway uh, once again wonderwithnada.com absolutely great nada always a pleasure to have you uh, on the show she'll be back with us once again next week this is lunch with lloyd on dubai i 103.8 Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the show. Now, it's all about Serbian music coming up next uh, on the program. I'm going to attempt a a perfect pronunciation of uh, this. It's a pleasure to welcome musician, singer, uh, Slobodan Trukija. How was that? Very close. Very close. What should it be? Go on, tell me. Uh, Slobodan Trukija. Oh, and you know the way he good. described it when I met him, he went slow bow, like, as you bow down, slow bow down. <laughs> it's the easiest way to do it. Huh? Well, respect to you for coming in to talk to us today because you, you've only just arrived at around about midnight, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We, so. we, we begin to tell around midnight. Yeah. Around the, midnight. The tale of a musician, around midnight. <laughs> yeah, there and you go. I think we're going to talk hairstyles because wow. when you walk in, it's <laughs> like oh, we're yeah. twins, isn't it? You yeah, know? my brother from a different <laughs> mother. My brother, yeah, brother. Yeah, all our hair is pointing up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yours is going a little bit sideways can, as well. Can so, I ask so I take it you a have a, si- a lot of side wind do where you, you come from. Do men put their hair up because they have an issue with their shortness, their height? So it makes you that two I inches beg your tall. Pardon. I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Can you That's the, the way studio? to start an interview. Leave the studio, please. <laughs> That's the way to start an interview. <laughs> wow. Just trigger something. There? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Great. For me, to have it's you. A, it's a decoy from uh, nose. 
Oh, people wow. are looking at my hair. Nobody's no, mentioning my nose <laughs> anymore. There we go. See, there's so, always a catch. Fifteen instruments have been told that you have mastered. Um, well, mastered. Talk me through some of those uh, instruments, some of your favorites. Yeah, well, um, I, I grew up um, playing traditional music. Yeah, and uh, I was uh, self-taught uh, until um, going to the academy at, in uh, Holland, in the in the Netherlands. Okay. But in the meantime, I uh, got around, got my hands on instruments like, um, uh, like like bagpipes, gaide, Serbian gaide, yeah. kavala, which is like an end-blown flute. Right. Then there's a whistle, yeah. but we call it frula. It's a specific so these type. these are traditional instruments. These are all, all traditional instruments that I got. And then when I was in high school, of course, nobody cared about me playing bagpipes. So I picked the guitar and started <laughs> playing anything from Beatles to yeah. Paul Simon to you name it, you know. And uh, eventually, I ended up playing a lot of uh, string instruments, a lot of woodwind instruments, and I have a band called Balkanopolis, which is basically almost like my... Um, it's, it's a sound of my very specific creative inner world. It's like a, a world of epic fantasy, traditional yeah. Serbian music, and uh, pop all combined together. Balkanopolis, I love that for a name, don't I you? I know. I mean, we've never listened to Serbian music before. Obviously, here we listen to so many different mm -hmm. uh, sounds from around the world. How do you describe it, though, to people who've never heard it? Well, it's... Um, it's uh, music that would go well with an epic fantasy film uh, with a story of maybe uh, Tolkien, yeah. but yeah. with a lot of Serbian tradition yeah. in it. Well, basically, mo most of it is a Serbian tradition. It's, uh, the, the, the we, we use a lot of uh, colors, the sound colors from, from back home. So uh, like Byzantine chants, which uh, originates from uh, Eastern a Christian empire from yeah, uh, Orthodox yeah. uh, uh, church. Yeah, uh, we, we use that as well because I, I uh, th there is a monastery close to where I live, where they're chanting like this. The, the monks which uh, right. which lived there, and I was Im impressed with their singing. And uh, this is, was something that I found as as a color very uh, distinguishing yeah. uh, to to where I come from. And there is also something called Grlen uh, Pevanje. It's a special type of throat singing uh, where Can you use. Can you show us? Obviously, with lyrics, that is but this, cool. is, this is a kind of a yeah. That's style. That's interesting because when I used to sing, they used to say, breathe from your stomach up. And you, I feel like it's all coming from your throat, but it's very it's, powerful. It's it's, it is throat singing. So this is not something that they can teach you in school because like classical technique is completely opposite. Mm. So, But we do have amazing uh, traditional artists back home, like masters of this technique. And this is uh, normally it's used by uh, females. Uh, this kind of a lighter technique. Yeah. The the male yeah. version is more uh, well, more masculine, more more deep. But uh, I am also someone who is completely into jazz and and pop music. So I've kind of used this color to express my singing in the way that I feel fit, and it gives me a lot of flexibility. It gives me a a, a color that I can play with, and it also gives Balkanopolis its distinctive uh, sound. sound. I yeah. would think. What's the music scene like back from where you come from? Um, the city that you come from, uh, you know, is a real vibrant music scene in Serbia. Uh, it's a strange mix of a lot of things. There is uh, undergoing uh, 
uh, scene which is now re-emerging again yeah which i wouldn't really call uh, alternative because like uh, nowadays there's a lot of something called turbo folk on on television and that's that's very plastic uh, silicon orientated yeah. not really nice kind of a sound but <laughs> okay. it's 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 uh, aggressively promoted in the in the media whilst uh, there are some in, in the last four years there has been a huge shift uh, in the in the music scene to our favor to artistic creative um, mm. popular um, classical traditional uh, music and it's all due to a platform launched by our government uh, the, pl the name of the platform is called Serbia creates so what they have done is they are now gathering all the creative forces from IT industry to music to uh, engineers to uh, artists of all, all kind. They're all gathering them uh, under one umbrella of creative industries. And uh, this, cre this creative industry is now becoming like uh, something amazing because I have, I have never met in my life uh, so many creative people from all different uh, styles and different, different genres at, at one place. So the government is now making uh, huge efforts to, uh, to get all our creative people together. And we're there. There's a lot of undergoing projects to to boost this kind of music. That's and uh, Serbia Creates is also one of the organizers or the organizer of the program and of the Expo uh, Serbian right. Pavilion and the the, the the program that we have. I want to play a little clip of your music. This is something called Rain. Um, yes. Just tell me a bit of background on on this. Uh, we have a lot of uh, rituals in our tradition. One of them is invoking the rain. So when uh, people people used to, uh, I mean, something that people here in the uh, uh, Emirates would yeah, probably we need to use. Do that today. <laughs> can you do that? Yeah. Can you export so, it, please? Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, the pe people used to chant uh, for for a god to send the rain down and to uh, so, so that the crops would grow, yeah. so that the earth would you know be soaked in in water, so that life would would, yeah. would bloom. And uh, this is inspired by uh, one of the traditional melodies. Played on, a a, played on a, a whistle in an epic fantasy uh, style. Here we go. Tell you what, I think it's raining out there. <laughs> There's a few, be. few raindrops on the windows. Uh, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, Thank you. Tell me the, the flute that was going on. There. Mm -hmm. is, is, was that a flute or? Yeah, it's it's a frula. It's it's like a whistle in uh, yeah, 
in Ireland or, or Scotland, yeah. they, they, they have them as well. Ours is uh, wooden. Like a tin whistle kind of thing. Yeah, yours yeah, is wooden. Our, ours is wooden. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's the same instrument, but it's just the, the, the or ornamentation and expression on it, it's, it's different, of course. You know, talking yeah, about brilliant. you play so many instruments, usually, you know, somebody can play one or two really well. Do you play all 15 really well? Depends how you define really well. We just we just had the discussion before we entered the the studio about uh, music in general. You know, in classical music, it's it's all about perfection. You have to play things perfectly. Every yeah. note has to be in its place. Uh, for me, as a someone who uh, after the the g gymnasium, like the li li liceum that I had attended, I uh, I was studying jazz. I, I picked one instrument that I was studying on for like four years, mm -hmm. six actually, with with the master. But it was a uh, saxophone. Yeah. Oh, so he loves my the favorite sax. instrument. Yeah, saxophone yeah. is like amazing. The especially for jazz. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. There's, there's so, so many ways to, to play it, so many sounds, so many different styles, so have many great favorite, players. Have you got a favorite saxophonist? Oh, come on. <laughs> Stan, Stan, Stan Getz. Stan Getz. Kill me is now. Mine. Well, Stan Getz, what Stan <laughs> what? That's, that's for sure. But, you know, like I, I would go from uh, Young Garbrick to John Coltrane yeah. to Michael Brecker to. Joshua Redman, I mean, uh, the, we, yeah, so we don't good. have time to, so to, to, to list them all. <laughs> but uh, so the, uh, the reason why, why I started saying this is that in, in our tradition, it's not about uh, perfection. It's about the expression and it's about the freedom. Mm. There's a lot of Im Im improvisation. There is a lot of songs where, for example, from one village to another, it's the same song. But uh, when it came to one village, somebody added something to it and then mm. added something yeah. else. Yeah. So there's Different so many varieties. Yeah. And in that sense, I mean, I would, I, I use instruments uh, as, a, as a painter uses its uh, colors. Yeah. So uh, for a certain song, for a certain mood, there's a certain instrument and certain color that I use. Whether it's mm. Armenian duduk or Enblom flute called Kaval, uh, I use bagpipes mainly for like uh, kind of epic sounding uh, songs. Uh, Frula in, in this case was used in rain yeah. in a very kind of epic rocky uh, setting. Yeah. And I like to make contrast when I make music uh, in the sense that, for example, there, there's this grungy guitar that you, that you hear, which is played here by David Rose. He's a guitar player of uh, Peter Gabriel. Oh, wow. One of my favorites. He's, he's amazing guy, self-thought. Uh, actually, visual artist. He was a painter and, a, and a yeah. he is a painter and a sculptor, but he plays amazing guitar. And I like to put that in a contrast with like strings, which are with this warm, filmic yeah. kind of a sound in the in the you background. You put so kind of different things together that you wouldn't think would work, but uh, uh, we heard there that it yeah, does work. Yeah, it's it's really really nice. All these contrasts are actually what makes the the, the music yeah. uh, excel. So tell me about your gig. Where and when can we see you guys uh, performing? We're performing tonight at uh, 7 o'clock, quarter past 7, in front of Serbian Pavilion. Okay. Uh, do come. It's going it's, it's, it's to be great. I mean, we haven't been traveling since the, f well, the last concert was like February last year. Yeah. And uh, we've been playing ever since and recording, and we're so eager, eager to play. I mean, this, this COVID situation really yeah, uh, put us on so. a standstill for a long time. Yeah. But uh, now we are here. There's so I mean I'm looking through the window here and there's like so many people outside and it's uh, sunny. It's lovely. The weather it? is great. Yeah, it's minus it's not five too hot. back yeah. in Serbia. Yeah, yeah. minus five and a, and, and a snowstorms. <laughs> was only joking about the rain. Slobodan, a real pleasure to have you on our show. Uh, respect to you, sir. Loved your music and get along and see him outside the uh, pavilion. The uh, tonight the uh, pavilion uh, uh, for uh, Serbia. You can see him perform.
Go on. Yeah, and there is another one uh, tomorrow at Jubilee Stage. Oh, we're, wow. we're performing at the, at the big one. We're around, yeah. uh, I think, 6 o'clock on tomorrow. So check us tonight and check us tomorrow. Will do. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Welcome back to the show Lunch with Lloyd through 2 o'clock today. We just heard some fantastic music, of course, all the way from Serbia. And I can tell you that they're celebrating 7,000 years of innovation and creativity here at Expo 2020. And joining us on the show now is Anna Ilic. She's the Senior Advisor to the Prime Minister of Serbia for Creative Industries and Tourism and Deputy Commissioner General of Serbia for Expo 2020. Anna, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine. How are you guys? Very good. Now, you've got something uh, exciting that's going to be happening uh, tomorrow at the Serbia f- yeah. Pavilion. Tell us all about it. Yeah, this is a really exciting global premiere of something that's never been heard of. It's uh, an amazing combination of hardcore science yeah. with the um, technology that's being used in the gaming industry. So we combine these two. First of all, the scientists drew some uh, genome from a 10,000-year-old skull that they found okay. by the Danube in, um, in a locality called Lepenskivir yeah. of a man 10,000 years old. They drew the genome. They found out that he had blue eyes, um, brown hair. Um, he was even lactose intolerant. So to wow. very detail all about this person and then using this metahuman technology that's been developed in Serbia for gaming industry basically yeah. they've been able to completely reconstruct digitally this person and now you can come to a pavilion and then interact with this man 10,000 years old exactly <laughs> how he looked what's really he, what's his name we still have to think of a name. Aww. Yeah, well, to, listeners, help us out. <laughs> what, what do we need to call this uh, 3D. this three D man? Yeah, um, but uh, I mean, how how did you? How long did it take to create uh, this technology? It took a while. It yeah. was the idea of uh, scientists from Novi Sad called Sofia Petrovic. She's an amazing anthropologist. And in Novi Sad, we also have this amazing gaming company. It's called uh, Trilateral. They've been recently acquired by Epic Games, like one of the global leaders in the gaming industry. But they developed this metahuman technology and this platform Unreal Engine that's now being used in the film industry. So it's now being used for the new Matrix film. So thanks to this and thanks to the guys from Serbia, you won't know when you're looking at the real Keanu Reeves or digital Keanu Reeves. I'm getting the feeling gaming is big in Serbia. It's huge. <laughs> it's really huge. It's one of the top industries in Serbia, really. Yeah, it's I, huge. It's I huge. heard, yeah, Serbia is extremely advanced when it comes to technology. Because yes. I, I spoke to someone the other, a few weeks ago on the show. But with what you've done, this one-of-a-kind, you know, uh, project that you're doing, how is that going to benefit us as a whole? What is it that you're looking to do with this uh, research and experience well this is really just the beginning and sky is the limit who knows where this will take us for the time being we can definitely analyze and learn about history in a much more realistic way we can relate to these old ancestors from so many millennia ago and uh, we can present uh, this in museums in a new different way that we relate better with the new generations definitely 
in so, education, in tourism. I mean, there's so many ways you can apply this into, and of course, as I mentioned, the entertainment and movie industry. But this is just, as I said, the beginning. Who knows where this will take yeah. us? And you mentioned tourism so there. Yeah. Um, tell me um, about the tourist kind of scene in Serbia and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, places that if we are planning to go there that we need to go and visit. Oh, there are a lot of places you have to visit. First of all, our cities, um, Belgrade, the capital, yeah. and Novi Sad, both uh, that Slobodan is from, uh, and both very well known for the history, the multicultural architecture and history, but also for its nightlife and just easy, lovely um, way of life. So and a lot of music festivals. One of the best European music festivals is held in Novi Sad every year. Wow. It's called Exit Festival that won many awards as the music festival of Europe. And uh, But also there are a number of spas that you can go chill, um, have some nice treatments. Because it's very cold there, is it very similar to like Iceland when you have those hot... No, it's no? not very cold there. It's I thought it's minus now. five right now. It's cold now. <laughs> oh, okay. And now you can go skiing in a, in a few yeah. um, ski resorts that are really nice. But in the summer, it's beautiful. Oh. And the capital is on the confluence of two big rivers, the Danube and Sava. And so the whole, our whole summer life is on the rivers. You oh, can wow. rent a boat, go around. There are these floating houses on the rivers and the banks. Sounds and wow. it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, now that we know the senior advisor to the prime minister of Serbia, yeah. I think we'll get a great tour. <laughs> advisor for tourism. So you'll get the best tour possible. So what's your experience been like here at Expo 2020 with, uh, with your pavilion? Oh, we'll, we've loved it uh, for these two and a half months already that passed. I flew know. by. Flown by. Uh, we are really happy. Yesterday we had 400,000th visitor. Wow. Um, and it's very busy. Uh, we are happy that we have so many events also to attract more uh, people to come see us. And the... Um, I mean, the atmosphere is so wonderful here. Everybody's so happy, so relaxed, and people are truly interested in learning about our country, which is great. Mm. Slobodan, of course, he's going to be uh, performing. Yeah. Um, you must be very excited about that. I can't wait. I love his music. Have I you seen him, him perform before? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. I can't wait. Uh, and he's got the greatest hair. In fact, we, we've had a message coming in about um, Slobodon's hair. Uh, the new Jedward. I don't know if you'll know Jedward, uh, but you remember Jedward? The, no. two, the two twins who yes, had hair yes, yes, up yes, here yes. who won, yes. uh, won some I TV know, talent I know. show. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he certainly looks the part, and um, yeah, looking forward to see him uh, perform. So uh, once again, if we want to pop along to this uh, special event tomorrow, what time tomorrow. do we need to be there? Uh, you need to be there at eight o'clock tomorrow to experience, but any time later. Um, and this digital man, prehistoric yeah. man, will be there the nameless uh, man. until the <laughs> end of March. We can give him a name. We should. Uh, we should, definitely. Maybe we can create a competition. <laughs> and give him a name. Um, but we love him already and you'll be able to totally interact with this wow. guy. Well, I've learned a lot about Serbia today. I know. I mean, I'm learning so much. I mean, we had your general commissioner on as well three weeks ago. And yes. he was... I was in shock because it's not a place I even had on my list to go to, you know. It's never been overly promoted when I grow up. Mm. So it is fascinating to learn about it. I heard mm. a lot about Belgrade, yes. but not the rest of the no, rest of Serbia. It's a beautiful country and it's small but 
There's so much there, yeah. so much history, so much architecture and nature and lovely yeah. national parks. So you can just drive around, quickly get from one lovely place to another. And I've met three people from Serbia and they all seem really lovely now. Yeah. So I think we should go. <laughs> They're nice people. Really yeah, lovely, definitely. really talented and have the best hairstyles um, <laughs> in uh, Expo 2020. Anna, thank you so much for coming and telling thank us about you, it. Thank you. And good luck for the rest of Expo. Thanks. Maybe we'll see you again in a few months' time. You never I'm know. I'm sure you'll have a reason to invite you me again. You never know. <laughs>